Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Podnuts World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the Podnuts World Service are supported by Podnutsians and advertising. Hey, hey, Podnutsians, welcome to DDG episode 18. This is Door to Door Geek Owner Operator, Podnuts.com, and this is the most wonderful time of year. I want to make sure everyone does not forget. Um, if you need anybody to talk to, do not hesitate. You can, you can contact me. My uh, phone number is 406 763 6889. 406 763 6889. Uh, give me a text message first, or else I will not answer the phone because I don't answer the phone for anybody. Uh, but if, this is the time of year. If you need anybody to talk to, if you need to vent, if you need to uh, just get stuff off your chest and you feel like this is a too stressful time of year, don't hesitate to call me up. We all need uh, people this time of year. Uh, I will say uh, I, I've now had two people I know uh, in the last couple of weeks, definitely older fellows is what I'm going to say, uh, die. And, uh, two of them I did see the very same day. So, um, we all need to be a little bit extra careful this time of year and do not forget about everyone around us this time of year. Um, really quick, I will say, um, I took my wife for her birthday present to the MGM Grand in National Harbor, uh, which is basically right up against, uh, Washington DC inside of Maryland. Um, unbelievably horrific traffic. Uh, the show didn't start until eight. I want to say seating didn't go down till seven, but we showed up at five and had dinner at some brother's bistro steakhouse. Uh, unbelievably expensive, but it's her birthday. So we went and Lord, was it good. I will say that unbelievably good food, unbelievably top notch service. Um, I will say I was a little freaked out because it basically was only staffed by men. I didn't see anything except for a man, except for the very front desk at the, um, uh, as soon as we walked in. Um, and I would thought it was fantastic while me and my wife are sitting there, uh, getting ready to get our food teller from Penn and Teller sits like maybe eight feet from us, uh, with two people sounding like they were trying to sell him something. I don't know. I was trying not to listen. I don't want to be that guy, but he sat there and he ate his food. And I'll say this for being 70 years old, he moved around, uh, good. I definitely could tell he had back surgery or some surgery, which he did have back surgery a couple months ago. Uh, but he moved around really good. Um, unbelievably real guy is what I'm going to say, even though he's the guy that some people think doesn't talk. He talks. Uh, there's a whole little documentary where uh, he has an interview where he explains why he does not talk on stage because it's more dramatic. There's more emotion to be had. And uh, he said when he first started out, he got heckled less. So that's a good reason. Uh, then we left that restaurant at around six, I guess, uh, walked towards the theater, which was a little bit difficult to find where we were going. It wasn't like a straight line, uh, but the MGM Grand was unbelievably nice setup. Parking was free. Everything seemed pretty clean. On our way walking to the theater, we walked by a like Asian open air restaurant and there was Penn sitting right like against the border of the hallway walk where people walk by and the bistro wide open. He just sat there 
I was talking to an older gentleman. I honestly believe um, it was uh, the old magician guy that he mentions on his podcast, uh, Penn Sunday School. I can't remember his name. Uh, but they were just sitting there ch- chatting, talking, and I really didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to interrupt uh, Teller's dinner and say, hi, can, can I get a selfie picture with you or anything stupid like that? Uh, I didn't want to stop Penn in the middle of his conversation and, and just wave and say, I can't wait to see you in a show. I don't want to be that guy. I really don't want to be that guy. Uh, thankfully, my wife didn't want to be that guy either. Um, because here's the gimmick. I know after every show, Penn will stay at the gate and he will stay there till three in the morning. If he has to, he will talk to everybody who wants to talk to him. Um, I didn't have time to stick around after the show. So I knew I wasn't going to get a chance to talk to him. Um, but it was a hell of a good show. Uh, I will say I've watched everything Penn and Teller, uh, back from, uh, Saturday night live comic relief, uh, New York show they did on NBC. Um, all of the uh, comedy things, all of the David Letterman a um a um a appearances, uh, Penn and Teller must die. Their Showtime s- series BS or Boulder Dash, as I always called it. Um, uh, Penn Point on YouTube, Penn's uh, Penn's um Sunday School. I mean, I've watched everything basically. Penn and Teller. I am big fans of them for a lot of reasons. Um. A, they're friends with James Randi. James Randi was basically the guy that got him started. Uh, if you don't know who James Randi is, Amazing Randi was a con man turned magician or illusionist, I believe is the term he um, likes. And uh, then he started up the uh, James Randi Institute, where he had at the very end there uh, over, I want to say it was a million dollar uh, cashier's check for anyone who could prove Anything supernatural or paranormal, um, paranormal from dousing to uh, speaking with the dead, anything that they could prove to an independent panel, not to him, would get the money. Of course, nobody could prove it. Um, but that's the mentality of Penn and Teller with that kind of real scientific approach towards everything that they do. Um, and the show was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I've literally seen between 40 and 60% of everything I saw that night before in the past. Cause I'm telling you, I've watched everything Penn and Teller. Um, with that stated, didn't care. I still chuckled. I still cackled. I still laughed. I still cheered. I still clapped. It was, uh, it was unbelievably really, really, really good show. Um, a couple things, uh, he did, they, they did were brand new, never seen before. A couple things they did, they tweaked from the past, uh, and it was, um, worth every penny. Is what I'll say. It was a gift that my wife asked for. I wouldn't have asked for it in hindsight, man. I should have asked for it because that was damn good. Um, and then w- w- literally, as soon as they ended the show, the first thing they did was they uh, said they wanted to thank everyone to come out and, and support this two-man show. And then he said, "What are you stupid? Like this is not a two-man show. There's a whole team of people that you know um, that um um." make this happen and then they like said like five or six names and then they basically uh, um mentioned everybody from the people who um people who um drove the cars to the people who took the um tickets out in the front lobby kind of thing thank them because without all of those people this show would not have happened um and then as soon as he did that Penn literally ran i mean this guy is six seven he is no small fella uh i want to say he's 
thin now compared to what he was. I want to say he's like 220, 230. He ran. He's 63 years old. He ran right by me because I was, me and the boy were literally all the way on the end, like um, first section, eight rows back, but all the way to one side, to the right side. And he literally ran right by us, to which I just, you know, thumbs up, great show, thank you. And he literally ran because he wanted to make sure he was the first person out that door and he stood there. Anybody who wanted to talk to him, you had no excuse. You could stop and talk to him. That is the kind of real, tangible, like physical, visceral person that honestly I admire. Um, he could be pompous. He could be self-centered. He could be egotistical. Well, maybe he is a little egotistical, but it, maybe he should be because he's a damn good illusionist and a juggler and a bass player and a um, mentalist. I, I didn't know about the mentalist thing. Um, unbelievably fantastic, good show. I cannot encourage anybody enough. Pay the damn money. Go see Penn and Teller. Uh, I'm right now in the process of getting uh, Penn and Teller Boulder Dash or BS. Uh, I already have season one and two. I'm getting the other seasons here because it is the kind of content, even if I just listen to the audio of it, uh, it's still top-notch, top-tier uh, content right up there to, in my opinion, with like stuff from Carl Sagan um, type stuff. Just really smart, smart, smart content. Uh, getting out of the MGM Grand, though, it literally felt like a death trap. I thought we were going to die because uh, they had no organization while leaving the uh, parking lot. And it just seemed um, like there's a lot of rude people around. Nothing like when the wife took me two years ago to see Weird Out Yankovic. That was maybe the nicest parking lot I've ever witnessed in my life. And if we people in that parking lot could have organized, uh, I'm pretty sure we could have taken over the world and had the best government that ever existed because all we did was work together. It was unbelievable that, um, that, um, parking lot there, um, really quick update also on my podcast, listening today, I listened to 29 hours worth of content, uh, all of 2018, I'm up to 194 days, 11 hours of podcast listening. I'm still listening to about 150 different podcasts. And again, uh, the podcast I want to mention for this episode is Penn Sunday School. Nothing about it is family friendly. This is Penn Gillette. This is not a politically correct kind of fella, is what I'm going to say. Um, but I will say uh, the good thing about the show is uh, not a lot of lead in, not a lot of BS. Uh, when the show's done, not a lot of lead out. So there's not a lot of cropped there at the end. In the middle, there's always ads. The ads literally can seem to go sometimes for three minutes, if not more. Uh, the good thing is, is they're typically recorded at a different time, which means the audio sounds completely different, which means it's very easy if you want to skip over top of it. To be honest, half of the time I don't skip over top of it because he does change advertisers. So I do like to uh, hear what kind of uh, stuff they have to offer. Um, yeah, cannot say it loud enough, cannot say it again. That show was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, if you don't know who James Randi is, he's a guy's name I'm probably going to mention sometime in the future again, uh, because I'm a big proponent in his methodology and way of thinking. Okay, um, now the next link, which is actually the first link in the notes, do not forget 2019 TechCon Unplugged, September 20th through 22nd, 2019, Grand Rapids, M Michigan, TechConUnplugged.com. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Paco. You guys are the man. I'm um, doing everything in my power to make it out there. But I will say, 
Uh, I was going to start this show uh, basically asking people if they could to uh, renew $1 pledges. And if there was a time of year, you would give a gift uh, to Podnuts. This would be the time of year because uh, next month in January, uh, Podnuts.com is expiring and we need the money to um, pay the fees and we do it in three year increments. Uh, part of the reason is if you have a one year domain hosting versus three year domain hosting, Google gives your domain more credit when you have three years. Um, so I got to pay that, that that's over 300, I believe $50. Uh, but, uh, Lyle, thank you very much, Lyle. He did, um, uh, send, send me a check, which gets me almost a third of the way there. Uh, I think because of him, I'm going to be fine. I will say I, I should be able to cover that uh, fee with no issues. I will say uh, I do want to go to Linux Fest Northwest in April, and I do want to go to TechCon Unplugged in September. Um, we did have a lot of people a couple of years ago sign up with the $1 a month donation. I'm not sure if cards expired. I'm not sure if people canceled on purpose, but easily half of those $1 a month donations are now gone. Um, so I'll just say if you're in the giving mood, uh, now would be a good time writing the l l link of this, uh, show notes. There's a link to do a $1 a month donation. Um, if you can do more, I can guarantee you it is definitely a, um, a appreciated. I will say only give anything if you can absolutely afford it. If you are in any struggle for anything, whether it be rent, mortgage, doctor bills, helping a kid out, helping a family member out. Uh, or anything, do that first. Uh, Podnuts is nobody's priority out there except for mine. I will accept all responsibility. Uh, worst case scenario, I will literally get a side job to pay for the hosting or pay for trips if I have to, because that's what I will do. Um, okay, now, now, now this link, uh, this is another one of those um, edutainment, I guess I'm going to call it edutainment type links uh this again is a to a youtube playlist um if you guys want all you do is let me know i have them all downloaded of course because that's what i do uh it is six videos roughly three hours worth of content it looks like it is six episodes back from 1980 from a series called the real thing by james burke uh, this is the kind of content I really, 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 really encourage every human being to watch, but most importantly, everybody to show someone younger than them these videos. And the younger, the better. And the reason the younger, the better is because I honestly believe some of the topics they cover, especially I want to say it was in uh, episode three or four, um, you have to be more of a childlike mentality in order to grasp what he is saying. Part of what he's saying in this uh, video series is what is real? What is real? And what is real, the only thing we can actually prove is real, is what we think, what we feel, what we believe, what we witness. Well, we can't even describe consciousness. Okay? There is no scientist who can accurately describe consciousness and have any other scientist agree with them. We cannot even describe consciousness correctly. And people out there think we're getting ready to create AI. People are idiots. Okay, We're nowhere close to creating AI. Okay, We can't even agree what consciousness is. 
Uh, I encourage people to watch these videos and listen. And then remember, this is over 30 years ago, almost 40 years ago, okay? 40 years ago. And the things that he's saying about intellect, about experience, about science, about consciousness, about reality. He even says, I believe, in the end of uh, episode two, perception is reality. Huh, wonder where I heard that from before. Oh, yeah, probably him. That's probably where I got the damn saying from, is what I'll say. Um, a Really, really, really good video. I will say it is three hours long. I understand if you only watch like an episode or two every couple days kind of thing, because it is a bit much, I'll say, to consume. Me, on the other hand, I put this thing on. Actually, I typically listen at 4x on my podcast player, but I copy the audio over. And for this kind of content, I lower the speed down to 1.5 uh, because I want time to think about what he's saying and not just to hear it. So it's three hours. It still took me uh, over two hours, I believe, to listen to it because of the uh, 1.5 speed. But unbelievably fantastic topic. And I will say I did bring up on previous episodes the podcast you are not so smart uh you are not so smart i uh, did have james burke on i believe two episodes is what i'm gonna say he had him on for two episodes and uh hearing those two talk to me was just really uh enjoyable because it was painfully obvious that both of the guys had a very good comprehension and understanding of a lot of basic things uh and it just came off to me as being really good solid content is what I want to say. And I don't like using the word content like that, but you know, case or Sarah, whatever will be, will be um, James Burke, the real thing on YouTube, 1980. Uh, it is described as the complete 1980 series by James Burke. The real thing has separated out into six component episodes with audio restoration from the upload of another YouTube user. Yeah. Looking at the uh, Wikipedia description of this, uh, Basically, it says uh, the real thing is about per um, perception. Oh, and I'll say one of the things he said in that that I thought was uh, interesting, at least because back then, I don't know if I remember hearing this, um, but hypothetically, I'm sitting across from my wife. When I open my eyes, I don't see my wife. I can't see my wife. It's impossible. That's not how any of this works. I feel like that old lady on that commercial for auto insurance where the other one's talking about pictures on her wall and how she likes pictures and she's comparing it to Facebook. This is not how it works. This is not how anything works. You do not open your eyes and see the person sitting across from you because that's not how anything works. What you're seeing is the light reflecting off of them and you're seeing it in a time delay. You're not even seeing in real time. You're seeing in the past. It's just shuts a short period of time in the past. It appears to be you're looking at real time. Also, What's amazing, it's a Richard Feynman kind of thing, which is if you're sitting in a room looking at somebody, the amazing point is you can be at any point in that room and you can still see that person, which means every single millimeter, every single cubic millimeter of that room is completely filled with light bouncing from everything in the room. Yet when we open our eyes, we can only see the things coming directly off of objects. We can only see the light coming directly off of objects into our eyes. But we have to understand the exact same protons, or not protons, photons going around in light are going everywhere at every point in time. And luckily, we can only see the ones that are hitting our eyes. It's almost insane how everything works, but the fact is it works. Um, 
And yeah, James Burke, the real thing, fan frigging tastic. And I'm literally going to pay my kids to watch it because they need to watch better stuff than crappy British kids on YouTube playing video games. Uh, I really can't wait. I'm pretty sure it's going to go down in some kind of documentable history the day that blah, blah, blah crashed when all the British teenagers get off of YouTube and they actually get girlfriends or lives or jobs or something. Uh, Because we need it to end quicker than later is what I'm going to say, because I think they're really polluting uh, the youth and doing nothing good. I'm actually going to mention another podcast here. This is Darknet Diaries. And I want to say at least two or three people on Google Plus, moment of silence for Google Plus, two people on Google Plus at least told me I had to listen to an episode of Darknet Diaries. And I just, and it sounded like interview podcast. I'm not listening to that. No, you're crazy. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm a stupid idiot. I'm a idiot. I'm that much of an idiot. Because then Ivor, and for some reason, Ivor carried more weight. Congratulations, Ivor, you did it. Uh, Ivor posted, because it was a tease, uh, posted a thing uh, to a Darknet Diaries episode called Chart Breakers. And I misread it. It said, something is wrong with the Apple podcast top chart. As a podcaster, this personally annoyed me and in and in and intrigued me. I investigated how this is happening and who is behind it in my quest to finding out who is behind this i learned it's always someone from bangladesh okay uh, here's the thing here's the bottom line um every single thing that is desirable will turn into a job for somebody will be worked to as a tool by somebody else doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter if it's somebody locally buying property for cheap prices, ripping people off. They'll put their signs up everywhere to, for maximum ex- exposure. Uh, it doesn't matter if I'm just trying to, uh, you know, get my small business more traction on Google SEO, those dirty, dirty, dirty words, SEO search engine optimization, no bigger lie on the internet than search engine optimization or or whether it's I want to do a very targeted phishing attack. If there's a way for people to access things, it's going to be in everyone else's best interest to own that, hone that, manipulate that to their advantage. And this is just another example. All stats, every stat measurement that we have, that we rely on, whether it be uh, the old TV ratings of how many people watched any uh, TV show or, or whether it be movie tickets sold or whether it be search engine optimization or whether it be Apple podcast, there's manipulation in all of it behind all of it. Cause that's the way it is. If somebody can make money off of it. And if you listen to any of these podcasts recently, there's a lot of people making a hell of a lot of money off of it. They are manipulating numbers purposely. There's a lot of people out there purposely lying about all of it and they don't care because they don't have morals and they don't have ethics. Uh, There are a fair amount of people out there who are just being manipulated by somebody else. And they're told, well, here's how we do it. Don't worry, I'll take care of this side of the business. You just talking to the mic. Uh, But it's all a lie. There's no such thing as rising up through the charts naturally without unbelievable amounts of effort and hard work, determination, and just longevity. Because what he found out was 
anybody can pay like five bucks and they can be on Apple trending or hot and hot and trending or whatever list in less than like a day. Okay. We have all these, pardon my French, stupid podcasters. Don't forget, I said I'm stupid too. All these stupid podcasters out there begging you to leave a review on iTunes. Please leave a review on iTunes. Please, no, people. Okay. It has almost nothing to do with it. The algorithm is out there and it's obvious. All they do is they load up a hundred or a thousand different um, um, versions of i of iTunes. They click subscribe. They start to download. And after a couple of seconds, they cancel the download. And Apple is so stupid and a willing accomplice in this complete inaccuracy that they count it as a download. It's not in their interest to be accurate. It's not in Apple's interest to be accurate. It's in their interest to show great numbers, to say, look at all the people we have listening. Look at all the people we have downloading because they want to rule that market. And they're getting ready to unveil a new format, a new standard in RSS and podcasting where they're supposedly going to get more accurate numbers. All all they're going to do is just give other bad people another way to manipulate things for money. Apple wants to be the number one ad revenue for all this kind of format. Uh, This is not going to end well for podcasters. This is not going to end well for podcast listeners. This is going to turn a lot of podcast listeners off is what I want to say uh, in the end of this. But if you want to literally hear the guy track down the people, talk to them on the phone, do his own exploration into how this is happening. How can the top charts be manipulated? How can they be? How can they be taken, ta- taken, con- taken control of by halfway around the world? You would think if Apple cared one little my- myopic molecule of caring, all they would have to say is, hey, look, this show is getting all these downloads all from this one country all at the same time. Maybe they're not real. And then not put those people in the top charts, but it's in their best interest to manipulate this machine so everyone's making money aka everyone's happy just like i said on android app addicts like hypothetically there's this guy rom rady who is a afl quarterback who let's say cheats every single game who's it is in whose best interest to reveal that he's cheating it's not on him because he gets a better contract it's not on his team because his team's winning it's not on the refs because if you point out that he's cheating all of the all of the um, ticket sales will go down. The viewership would go down. The score would go down. The drama would go down, and people would probably change the channel quicker. So you're probably out of a job. How about the defenders on the other side? Well, it's not really in their best interest to point out that he's cheating. Really, in their best interest, it would be, well, let's see how, how he's cheating. Maybe we can do it, too, because that's how sports works. And it's not in their interest to say he's cheating, because then they're going to be the cryberries the um the um crybabies of the the entire league and then the whole league will basically crush them so it's in nobody's best interest to point out that they're cheating except for like the one stupid guy from baltimore maryland sitting in the stands pointing it out screaming he's cheating uh which of course everyone else just shrugs away and says stop talking who cares but this is a really good episode so of course what i did i went back and i listened to all the darknet diaries uh, every single one. Actually, I want to say it was only like 30 of them. Uh, but it was a really good series. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to say, you know, 
there were uh, uh, stupid things or there there were parts that were not as interesting i will say but it's really hard to keep up that level of quality that i heard from that first episode okay that's what i'll say because i'm going back in time which which typically means you're less polished each episode you go back but it was still really good especially the one about the irs uh yeah yeah the irs was not that one I literally had to send to my tax guy and I literally had to send to somebody who just this week started working for the IRS, a good friend, really smart guy. Uh, and he's the kind of guy I'm happy he goes works for the IRS because the IRS needs smarter people, not dumb people. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in like the darker side, whether it be just hacking games, IRS getting uh, robbed, um, Asus gate, um, PBX hacking, on and on and on and on. There's a whole bunch of these. This guy obviously dedicates time to research all these things, and he does a really good job. Uh, really good content. Really nice guy. Uh, can't say anything better about that one either. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, okay, is a screenshot of a Twitter posting. And it says, on, de- on December 3rd, 2018, 2.06 a.m., with 23,000 retweets and 69,000 likes. Why is our generation so unhappy, is the tweet. And then Pendragon something uh, re-implied, um, re, um, we cannot afford the life our parents lived. Our planet is dying. The standard of leadership has really dropped. Our society is morally de Kang, our kids will have very little to enjoy from communal life. We know it's not getting better social media. These are two of the stupidest people. They are really lucky I don't live close to them or know them, and they're really lucky I don't work with them because I would literally verbally slam them, slam their heads on the concrete repetitively. They're both little whiny babies. Why is their generation still unhappy? This is like the old thing. Everybody hates me. Might as well eat a can of worms. Cry babies. Okay. Why is our generation so unhappy? Well, surprise. All generations are unhappy. Period. Nobody's happy. Everybody feels like they're never going to be able to live up to the standards of their parents since the beginning of time. It's been like that. That's how it is. That's how humans are. You're not special. None of us are special. We are all suffering from the exact same thing. All of our forefathers have suffered from that exact same thing. We all think we cannot afford the life that our parents lived. Okay? Our planet is dying. No, it's not. You're retarded. The planet's not dying. Humans are dying. You self-centered, egotistical moron. The planet is fine. I'm going to quote George Carlin. We are not even a flea on the body of the earth. When the earth is sick and tired of it, it's going to flick us off like a speck of dirt that we are. We are going to die, not the planet. Next thing, this, the um, standard of leadership has really dropped. What the hell world did you live in? Do you not know anything about history? Do you not know anything about the leaders we had before? I mean, seriously, Thomas Jefferson called his opponent a hermaphrodite, okay? And now you say the standard of leadership has really dropped? No, not at all. You're unbelievably myopic in your view of history. The next thing, our society is morally 
decaying. Our kids will have very little to enjoy from their communal life. Okay, everybody always believes everything is so much worse now. It's called nostalgia. Grow up, read a book. And everybody will never live up to everyone else's idea of morality. We all define it different. We also all have the opportunity to pass on correct morals to our kids, which obviously none of your parents did. These tweeters, these who stay on Twitter, by the way, both these guys, nothing is decaying. Okay, nothing is decaying. Stuff is more visible. Stuff is a lot more visible, but it's not decaying. It's life. It's the world we live in. There's no perfection. There's always bad stuff happening. There's always good stuff happening. You as a human have the opportunity to focus on what you want to focus on. More importantly, you as a human being have the opportunity to affect what's going on around you. And if you just sit around and do nothing and say our society is morally decaying, then it's your damn fault it is. Do something about it instead of whining and complaining. And then we all know it's not getting better social media. Okay, there was another podcast I listened to. Let me see if I can figure out which one that was. Because, you know, I kind of listened to like more than 24 hours of the podcast today alone. So that kind of makes it hard. Well, I'm sure it was in History of Fun. I can tell you that. I can't find it. Um, the, There was, a, if I can remember it, I, I, I will put a link in it. Basically, um, I want to say it was regular news. Uh, okay, Schmoogle, play news now is where I heard it. Uh, basically, a, a guy was doing research into conspiracy theories okay and what he found was he went back into some uh british newspaper 120 years worth of back issues okay and uh, i'm sorry 120 years worth of mail came into the newspaper and what he found out was everybody throughout time has believed in conspiracy theories the only difference is now every stupid person has a voice kind of like these stupid people on twitter on twitter I'm saying it wrong because, you know, that's how I am. But um, no, it's not getting any better. It's not getting any worse. It's the exact same. People are stupid. Grow up. Get over it. If you want to focus on bad stuff, all you're going to see is bad stuff. Perception is reality. If you want to sit around and say, the standard of the leadership is really dropped, all you're going to see is bad things. In fact, you're going to actually be propagating bad things because that's all you're going to want to talk about. That's all you're going to see. It sounds like these two people are just drama queens. And sorry if that term offends anybody. They're drama people, whatever, where all they do is just live off of the drama of everybody else. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Grow up. Stop being a baby. If you want change, be a change. If you're tired of morality decaying, do something about it. If you don't think it's getting any better, make it better. Go help somebody. Go tell somebody you care about them. Go tell somebody that you worry about them. Okay? Instead of sitting in front of your Xbox or your PlayStation and just playing Fortnite and shooting people in the head, why don't you go out and help people? Because there's a lot of people out there that need help, period. They don't help themselves. You know what I mean? They need other people sometimes. I need help sometimes. We all need people sometimes. But if you believe you can just sit around on Twitter complaining, uh, virtue signaling, I believe is the right word, virtue signaling, then you really are as dumb as you sound and you look. And now that I stop and think about it, I do want to say it was your Not So Smart episode. Um, how to talk about people things. No, maybe it wasn't that one. Dang it. I listened to too many things. Uh, last thing I want to say is it looks like I am going to be starting 
a Stardew Valley podcast with another guy, Dave. He's doing all the legwork. He wants to interview people. Uh, I'm just going to basically be the nerd because I'm a nerd. Um, I'm completely sick and tired of uh, video games where the main objective is death or shooting or violence. Um, give me Tetris and I'm happy, you know, just falling blocks. Um, so it looks like I'm going to do a, a Stardew Valley podcast. And the question is, do I make a new domain or do I put it on podnuts.com? I honestly think there are a couple people who might be really mad if they load up podnuts.com and they see stories from Stardew Valley, or I think that's what we're going to call it, on the main page um, with content on it. I, I'm really not sure who would like that or who would not like that. Um, but I will say this. I think it's a really good game. I'm going to put a link in here to a uh, PC Gamer article where the creator of Stardew Valley, one guy, one guy created the game, where he basically says he's putting his new projects on hold to do more content for Stardew Valley. Um, it's a really good thinking game is what I'm going to say. Uh, last thing I want to talk about really quick is Bertrand Russell. Please how you say it. Uh, this was from 1959. This was from 1959. Okay. We have stupid people complaining about how society is decaying. And then we have this guy back. And they have James Burke from 1980. And we have this guy, this guy from 1959. Bertrand Russell, which I'm sure somebody's ears perked up when I said that name, uh, but he is a n- n- Nobel Prize winning philosopher, mathematician, and peace activist. Uh, it was just short of his 87th birthday uh, when he gave some interviews to the BBC. Uh, this is a really short clip. This is a two-minute clip, minute 59 seconds, okay? This is the kind of thing I really do want people to like put in their rotation and like every couple days, just listen to this. Just listen to this, okay? Um, Here's the transcript from it. One last question, Lord Russell. This film we're to be looking at by our, if this film was to be looked at by our descendants, like a Dead Sea Scroll in a thousand years time, what would you think is worth telling that generation about life that you lived and lessons that you learned from it? And he said, I should like to say two things, one intellectual and one moral. The intellectual thing I should want to say to them is this. When you are studying any matter or considering any philosophy, ask yourself only what are the facts and what is the truth that these facts bear out. Never let yourself be diverted either by what you wish to believe or by what you think you could have or what you think could have been efficient social effects if it were believed but only look and surely at what the facts are that is the intellectual thing i should wish to say the moral thing i should wish to say to them is very simple i should say love is wise Hatred is foolish in this world, which is getting more and more closely interconnected. We have to learn to tolerate each other. We have to learn to put up with the fact that some people say things we do not like. We can only live together in that way. And if we are to live together and not die together, we must learn the kind of charity and the kind of tolerance 
which is absolutely vital to the continuation of human life on this planet. Holy crap, Bertrand Russell. That's all I got to say. Holy crap. While we're becoming ever more interconnected, okay, we have to learn tolerance. Um, Here's one of the problems with social media. What I call moral and I call ethical, you don't call moral and you don't call ethical. I, as an individual, have to be tolerant of what I see. And I cannot expect you to live your life by my set of morals and my set of ethics. To do such a thing is planned anger, planned hatred. We have to have tolerance of each other. We can just choose to ignore the other, and that's just as good. But what we cannot do is start online flame wars or hatred postings or just arguments back and forth on Facebook, however you want to put it. This is why I'm not active on Twitter. This is why I'm not active on Facebook, because everything I would see on there would cause me to want to confront them because what I'm seeing, I consider to be not only sometimes immoral, not only sometimes unethical, but mostly really stupid. Okay, so I know my limits. I know my personality. I know my tolerances. And so I don't participate in those social ecosystems. I take part in other ecosystems like Mattermost. We have a Mattermost server. I'm not sure how long it's going to be up and running, but it's up and running for now. We're going to probably switch it over to uh, either Riot IO or something else here sooner or later. I also have a Discord instance only because it was pushed with Patreon and it works really good. I'm not going to lie. Um, Discord is becoming unbelievably polished and runs really well. Uh, But I really do encourage people, check out these links, check out these notes, check out that link to each of the the YouTube things. Um, I encourage you people also check out the uh, two podcasts. If you want to be maybe upset, you can check out the um, Penn Sunday School. Remember, not family friendly, not family friendly at all. Uh, And do not forget to check out Darknet Diaries. Um, I want to say not family friendly either, just to be sure. I'm going to tell you right now, really good stuff. Uh, Really, really good stuff. But I uh, really want to say thanks, everyone, throughout the year for their support. Thank everyone for all the matter of support, whether it be an email, whether it be somebody joining the Mattermost server, uh, whether it be a voicemail or whether it be a donation. Uh, Everyone out there does their part in supporting Podnuts in whatever they feel comfortable with, and I will do everything in my power to try to pay everybody back with as much content as I can possibly do. Uh, again, do not forget, contact people this time of year. Tell them that you love them. And I'll say, I love all you guys. Thanks for all the support. And we'll talk to everyone again real soon. My name is Jeff Houch. I'm the host of Podnuts, the Computer Repair Podcast, where we take live calls on the air to answer your questions on running and operating your computer repair business every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check it out over at podnets.com forward slash computer repair podcast live. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.